This receiving player props edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted parlays to live in game odds in every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $500 risk free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap. America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at Underdog Fantasy with promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use in Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance to win $1 million. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store or Google Play Store. This is Randy Cross. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Welcome everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan, real money Kramer. What's happening? Kramer dog. Proud, proud, honored uh, to return to civilization. No more vacations planned. Sean. Oh, wow. It's only football between now and February. Whenever the fuck the super bowl <laughs> is let's go. The kids, they understand football season starting. The wife understands. Everyone understands. Don't bother me. My computer is in permanent do not disturb mode, except for the SGPN Slack, of course. Sean, yes, I'm ready. I'm ready for this season more than I've ever been ready for a football season, and I'm mostly ready to talk about some sweet, sweet wide receiver and tight end props. <laughs> Ryan, love the energy, love well, the hype. I was doing a deep, I so I got motivated. I, I'll, okay. I'll pull back the current. I pull, walk into the office today. And Colby is showing me uh, pictures, like so. You know, so you, obviously everyone has that friend. Maybe it's your dad. Maybe it's your uncle who uh, they get the screenshots that are actually a picture taken on their phone of a computer monitor. Yes. Instead of doing a, a modern day screenshot. Yes. Um, I'm seeing pictures of the screen. Patty C doing a deep dive, looking into recruiting, <laughs> some sort of recruiting trend. I'm like, Jesus Christ. We're going to be talking Co- about college props. experience guys going deep. We're going to be talking about props later. And I haven't done a single deep dive yet. Let me get in. So I was, uh, I was hanging out in pro football reference for a lot of the day, Sean, let's go. Let's fucking go. Well, Ryan, we do have some breaking news. Of course, our buddy, a rod, AKA Aaron Rodgers, mm. AKA Karen Rodgers reports to camp. I mean, Thank God we were all over this that that Green Bay wasn't going to uh, trade him. I mean, I was slowly starting to get worried as it as it went along. I'm like, yeah, maybe hedge a little bit. I had to have a couple fun. Uh, were you you got worried a little bit? Not worried, but I did I did have some uh, Rogers Broncos secret stacks in underdog fantasy, but that was more just. I, I mean, I still kind of like the Broncos receivers, and I like Aaron Rodgers in and of itself separately. So I, you know, the fact, the fact that you could double up was kind of my under the radar stack there. Um, yeah. I, so I, I, but we would always maintain as a podcast that we thought he was going to play. Now it just comes in. Okay. They're going to shave a year off his contract. Great. Let they're going to bring in Randall Cobb. That's seemingly all I, the only thing I can really, cause they were down to restructure his deal. The only thing this that really makes sense is that this was all about reuniting with Randall Cobb. So find yourself someone that you that feels the same way about you that Aaron Rodgers feels about Randall Cobb because he's moving mountains to bring Randall Cobb back to this Packers team. Which, again, going back to fantasy and deep stacks, Amari Rodgers, those Amari Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers kind of crazy stacks aren't looking so good. If he's going out of his way to get Randall Cobb back in the building. I certainly went to look at what, what my holdings were of Aaron Rodgers in the 10th round, which I'm pretty sure we should clip it, Sean, but 
I think we explained oh. to you repeatedly, yes. like this is going to look stupid when he reports back. Uh, I gave you in the quarterback prop uh, episode of this series, Aaron Rodgers to lead the league in touchdowns. A thing he did by I think eight. La- how many last year? Yeah, it was a number. Uh, he was six to one, so I, I got a hundred k riding on that to win six hundred thousand. Mm. Just over a weekend, looking like a goddamn sharp, Sean. We are. We well, are and so ba- sharp. And real quick, back to the, the the Randall Cobb thing. For all these years, we knew, or we at least we suspected. That Aaron Rodgers might might be up to uh, up to playing uh, for both teams, maybe doing certain things in the sunlight and other things in the in the quote unquote shade, um, and and here it is to find out. We thought it was Jordy Nelson all these years. We thought it was Jordy Nelson. We it seemed like it, he had a connection with Jordy uh, Nelson, but maybe Randall Cobb has been his his dude all along. We thought it was uh, Bobby uh, Tunyon's of Funyuns. Uh, and all of a sudden, my Rogers Tunyon stacks looking pretty good, and I feel like I was a little crazy, or seen as crazy, for having Tunyon in my top ten fantasy football tight ends. But now, looks good getting the band back uh, 11 together. Eleven touchdowns last year, wasn't? Yeah, it? and and maybe he doesn't get eleven, but geez, uh, he certainly should be in the mix. All right, we got. We'll s- get to it later, but they like throwing it. Anyway, what I was going to say is Randall Cobb. Who knew? All this time, he was the side bitch. Yeah, I he never, was the side bitch on the side activity. Like Danica was getting cheated on both ways, <laughs> from the slot and from the uh, the traditional exposition. Sean Randall Cobb is his. I mean, God bless him for bringing in Randall Cobb. I'm not coming back to work unless we get Randall Cobb here at the SGPN Network. Of course, football is happening. When football is happening, you know where it's happening over at WinBet. Oh man. Win money and boost your odds. Oh, so many states: Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, all coming at you, bringing that excitement of Las Vegas. Got the sports betting and the casino play. Ooh-hoo. You know me; I like some online casino play. Place your bets, please. Oh, so good! They got it all: NFL, NBA. Well, NBA is not going on, but MLB. Golf, a little bit of everything. MMA, of course, college football coming up. Pretty easy. All you got to do is download the WinBet app or just head over to winbet.com. W Y N N B E T dot C O M and start winning today. L F G at W Y N N B E T. Let's go. Well done, Sean. Thank you. All right, Kramer. As is tradition, you'll kick things off first. We're giving out one million hypothetical dollars on these player props. Can you light the flame? Maybe light the seat. Light the light whatever we have. Cole Beasley. <laughs> under. Oh, come on, Ryan. Seven hundred and ninety five and just, a half receiving yards. Are you just like Twitter? Man Cole wants to live his life and you're gonna you're gonna start fading him? Sean, for for someone who likes freedom, they find their way onto social media a lot. Sean, you know I like freedom. Yes. And my freedom is away from social media. Okay. It's living my life off the grid. So I I I just I, I'm a little suspicious of a guy who wants to announce through social media mm. that they're a fan of freedom. That's not why I'm taking the under. Obviously, I like the fact that maybe I get a, a gimme here and he just gets less reps because Maybe he's I mean, rubbed the ro- someone the wrong way. Who vac- knows? Vaccine issue aside, he is creating a distraction. Exactly, he's being a distraction. So maybe again, not all of these bets require there to be uh, gameplay to be action. So check into that first. But I do think that when you look down the barrel of what this offense is going to be, what have we said? We think we we think Zach Moss is going to take a step forward, and maybe well, at least this is a personal belief. Maybe they do a little bit more running this year. But even if they don't, we like Gabe Davis to take a step forward. We like him to maybe be a deep shot guy. But I think he eats into Cole Beasley's target share from last year. This is a what eleventh? Re- he was a he was pretty high up there in receiving yard or in catches last year. And I wonder if those target shares go away. Uh, to a guy like Emmanuel Sanders, Emmanuel Sanders coming as in, maybe well, Gabe Davis. Uh, maybe there's a late a trade for Zach Ertz. I, I yeah, I called out Gabe Davis. There's just a lot of reasons to believe that Cole Beasley is going to have a little bit of a regression year. Uh, so yeah, I I think the only 
argument against is that the Bills just throw the ball so many damn times and that they're going to continue to throw it and maybe Beasley gets here just off that. Well, but I agree like well, target share moving forward. I think he's he should be in line to see less. But even if he stays the same and this was the closing point. Been on Buffalo 2 years, age 30, age 31 season. Uh, in both those years he started 10 games, he played 15. Whatever the game started means, I don't know. He basically a starter. 106 and 107 targets. One year he had 67 catches for uh, 778 yards. One season he had 82 for 967. The difference, his catch percentage shot up last year, all the way up to 77%. Uh, His average, career average, is 70%. The year before was 63%. So we saw a spike, a single season to season regression uh, that suggests to me when he dips back down to his career mean, his career average of 70, we should expect him to drop down below this yardage total. Uh, I just, again, I think there's also so many other versions where he just gets less attention and less activity in the offense. I think Emmanuel Sanders could be a big reason why too. Minus 135, 135,000 to win 100,000. Yeah, yeah, that's my biggest that's, bet. I, I, mean, I spread bi- it around for the receivers. So it's uh, a pretty big juice on that. But I also my first pick is up there. It's also a minus one thirty, hundred thirty thousand to win a hundred thousand. Jalen Waddle under seven hundred fifty and a half. Yep. Receiving yards. Coast, I have that one too. And, and again, I'm, I'm kind of I'm out on Tua as we know from a passing yards perspective and just as a general quarterback. Huge drop off in quarterback talent for Jalen Waddle. You're going from the Alabama system with Mac Jones, who again, Mac Jones, rookie of the year, Belichick already backing away from his language today, oh, saying no. we're all starting Jammed. with a clean we're all starting with a clean slate. I mean, that to me, he may as well give Mac Jones a job. Uh, obviously, I hate Tua, but I think even if you don't hate Tua, Getting to 750 and a half for Jalen Waddle in this system, I think could be tough because you have Devontae Parker, who you like a lot in fantasy, Ryan. If you look, if you watch any yep. amount of hours of your 24 hours of best ball drafted, you saw Ryan draft Devontae Parker. And I, I like Devontae Parker from a PPR standpoint. They brought in Will Fuller. They have Mike Gasecki. I, I just think Waddle's gonna be playing the slot and he's gonna be competing a bunch for targets. And uh, you know he's a little banged up. I, I guess his ankle isn't as bad, but still could maybe slow him a little bit in the process. Seven fifty and a half uh, seems high for a rookie in this situation. You didn't even call it out. I think this is a team that's probably going to want to run more than they pass when yeah. when they're in control of the defense. game, the game situation. Um, so you named a lot again. Let's look at Henry Ruggs. You could make a, a decent argument that Henry Ruggs, Waddle may be a better player, but Henry Ruggs coming out of Alabama, going to an Oakland team, uh, can he beat out all these other mouths to feed to to get some targets? Oakland's targets weren't nearly weren't nearly as uh, scary as the Miami uh, ones that Waddle has to overcome. Uh, in Oakland, Ruggs just it was basically Waller and a bunch of nobodies, and Ruggs still struggled to make an impact there. I think you can make a lot of uh, similarities between the teams, right? A quarterback that we have a lot of questions with his ability to throw the ball downfield to the strength of the receiver rugs or waddle, right? Speed. They can stretch out the, 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 the defenses. Uh, so yeah, I'm with you. I, I also have it on my list. It's my, I'll make it my second one at minus one thirty. I think, I think this one was easy just cause man, he might be the fifth option. Yeah. And he and, might be the sixth option. And they just don't have a crazy. I mean, Tua averaged 180 yards per game. Now that's going to go up in in the second year, but by how much? And again, there's just so many mouths to feed. All right, next, this is a guy we love in fantasy. Love him in the over receiving yards. Robbie Anderson over 950 and a half yards. I adopted I already, son. I already, I already bet this at like 990. I don't know why it's going down. I got it at minus 120, putting 120,000. Hypothetical units here to win a hundred. I, I mean, again, Robbie Anderson. There's no Curtis Samuel, so that's massive production, kind of out the window. This he, seems silly. He has a previous connection with Sam Darnold. He had 1,096 last year. Uh, that was in year one in the Brady system. Now he's got to adjust to it with Darnold. But 
again, he's played with Darnold before. I still think Carolina's defense is going to be a pretty, uh, pretty suspect. Uh, they're they're going to be bad. I mean, at best, they're an emerging defense filled with a bunch of second year, like up and coming guys. Yeah, and at best, and and and, and the Panthers and that Joe Brady offense are right up there with the Bills as far as loving to throw the ball a ton. Now, I know Terrence Marshall Jr. comes in. Maybe he fills some of that production. Yeah, that's true. And, and maybe Christian McCaffrey being healthy, but even that. Like Mike Davis, they threw it to him a decent amount of times. I, I just let me just pile on because this was going to be my closer. And DJ Moore is kind of the guy there, so I think Robbie Anderson gets good looks still. So two things: one, um, Robbie Anderson was still like that offense was able to support Robbie Anderson getting uh, one thousand ninety six yards on ninety five catches last year. DJ Moore, uh, more more yards, less less catches, right? Uh, I actually like I like the angle, but when I saw Robbie Anderson's price to lead the league in receiving oh, yards, wow! I was like, "This all right." So, oh if you look, uh, at the- I'm glad you took this one, Ryan, because I have another guy at a similar okay. price point that I was debating, and I was like, "I already, I'm already giving out Robbie Anderson over. I don't want to also give I, out." I had most to find a way it. to get Robbie Anderson on the card. Uh, I can see why you might be scared off by the big number on the yards and the receptions. I think it's like 81. Um, but if you like what this offense should be and the defense should be bad, all it takes. So for Robbie Anderson to lead the league in uh, at least opportunity to lead the league in, in receptions, he need just needs DJ Moore to get hurt. Uh, I think if more so than most receivers, if DJ Moore gets hurt, Robbie Anderson is going to be the number one fantasy. Ro- well, let me do this. Robbie Anderson is going to be the number one fantasy football receiver. If DJ Moore gets hurt, <laughs> uh, because I think more so than any team, like he, I, I and we don't know what the Darnold connection is going to be either. So at 50 to one for him yeah. to have the most receiving yards, because I think most of the time you look at uh, who ends up there and it's guys who dominate targets, 160, 170 targets, right? But every year there's a receiver or two that pops up. And what does this receiver have to have? Well, they're usually on a team with a defense that's pretty poor. Check. They're also on a team that's willing to throw the ball downfield. Check. And does this receiver have the ability to be a 15, 16 yard a catch receiver? I think oh, Robbie yeah. Anderson does. So Yeah, his average yards per catch is crazy. Yeah, I like him. And I'll, I'll go to my next, uh, I'll go to the next one. I also like that. I'm throwing 20 grand though on Jerry Judy, most receiving yards, same price, mm. 50 to one. I actually, I like both. Hate these. It. You hate Jerry Judy. I, I I'm going to stick to my, like the, I saw him play that one game and I said, this guy's got hands issues. Uh, I mean, he's he got does. hands issues again at 50 to one. You're kind of building a, a, a scenario of what has to happen. Him making a jump here from Aaron year Rogers, one is that the jump? to year two. And, and yeah, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers probably would have helped. Uh, obviously they can keep drew lock in there. He had, he had some explosive moments after the catch. And I know, cause I started playing Judy kind of late in uh, in the fantasy season and even did some, I even think I had some stacks with him and drew lock. Like uh, when they played the Falcons in the dome. And I, I think there's a world where he kind of gets going. I, he has that athleticism and he has, he's got a little bit of burst. So at, at 50 to one, I like the opportunity here. I mean, you look at some of these, you know, at home against the Raiders, five for one forty. Uh, he also had a at Atlanta seven for one twenty five. Those were his only two games over a hundred yards. But clearly, even with Drew Locke playing like how he did, uh, he's got a chance to to really pop here. And we see this all the time. The receiver, okay rookie year with some flashes and has a big jump. So that's kind of my case for Judy. I didn't want to give out a chalk play, but we're talking about the the prop areas. So let's just Cal one of the receivers when you look at the guys who did well last year and could definitely make a jump just based on how the scenario changes. Cal Calvin Ridley is the favorite at plus 750 and it, it didn't feel right giving out a chalky play, but man, like yeah. th- there are so many versions where he he just needs to have like 2-300 more than he had last year. So, all right, my fourth now. Uh let's go to the Jets. Let's go to the Danta bases. Colby mm. Dance Jets. Denzel Mims. A guy who kind of liked last year, under 550 receiving yards, minus 130, 130k to win 100,000. Uh, hitting the unders as per usual, Sean. We, you know, probably the smart thing to do. 
again, much like the Waddle situation, there there are so many reasons uh, that you can convince yourself that Denzel Mims is going to be less relevant in this offense. Uh, He was drafted by a completely different team, (laughs) a different coaching staff. Uh, They who who brought in who Sean Corey Davis, check number one. Elijah Moore, dynamic. Ooh, uh, Elijah Moore is making slot some uh, check. Uh, we, we need Zach Wilson to sign his contract. The slot. Uh, How's the slot? Oh man, Lenny Dykstra does is interested in Zach Wilson's mom. Uh, so bringing it full circle. <laughs> that is a great uh, storyline going on in social. And, media. and then you have. Uh, why am I blanking on the the kid? Uh, the uh, the czar of Bill Mafia of the Bills Mafia, Adam Pelletier's favorite player, Keelan Cole, is also there, signed by the Jets. And so uh, that's correct, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh so again, it's it there's just a lot of versions of this where Denzel Mims finds himself on the outside looking in uh just from a work just from how many snaps he's getting. So for him to go over 550 it doesn't seem like a lot, but I don't think he's going to be getting a ton of targets. Yeah, he, he definitely could be I also think this out. this team's going to utilize the shit out of the running back in the passing game. So a lot of targets to go go around. I think you know two things are certain. Mims could be stepping back, and I think Herndon probably probably not going to do anything no, once again. Fuck Herndon. <laughs> All right, my next one. And now this is going against something that's exciting oh, that no. everyone wants to see. Jamar oh, Chase no. under seven touchdowns. I'm throwing seventy seven thousand on it at minus one ten to win seventy thousand. It's just really tough for a rookie receiver to hit seven touchdowns. Um, I'm not super high on the Cincinnati offense overall. And again, they they're also one of these teams, the Zach Taylor offense. They have I mean, he goes four wide, five wide all the time. Like you really and, and granted he has that connection with Burrow, but is that going to be red zone connections? Is that I mean, again, t- getting the seven touchdowns is a lot for a rookie. And Burrow is still coming off that ACL injury. I know they say he's 100% healthy. He's good to go. Sounds like he's not going to be playing in the preseason. So that's going to be tough for him to establish the connection with Chase at the pro level. I mean, how many how many receivers in the league last year you think got got over that number? Uh receiving touchdowns? Yep. Over uh, 7. So cashing this ticket. How many? 6. 20 21. 21. 21. Okay. But to your point, uh looking at the ages of these players. High but uh, the only one that was a rookie that got 7 was Justin Jefferson and that was like an insane year for Justin Jefferson. I don't think we should use that as kind of the bar and even even if he, he has pushed. a year like Justin Jefferson gets 7. Yeah, it's still a push. But uh actually you're wrong. The the rookie who scored the most touchdowns was Chase Claypool. Oh, that's right. Uh who would have gone over. What he had so eight, right? He had uh I don't know. Well, he had that one game against the Eagles that doesn't count, so I, I blocked that out. He had nine. He had nine. That's insane. All right, but even even still, Jamar Chase under seven, that feels really good to me. Lock it up. Let's go. Well, and, and and just also I think, you know, there's a lot of mouths to feed there. So All Yeah. Right. Number three. T.Y. Hilton under seven hundred and seventy five and a half receiving yards, minus one thirty. One hundred thirty thousand to win one hundred thousand. I'm really, uh, I'm really bringing out the hit, the the who's who of guys that we haven't talked about in a while. But you know, taking it to your guy Carson Wentz. Yeah. Um, I mean, what 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 is your memory of Ty Hilton, explosive receiver who just looked dynamic with Andrew Luck? I mean, you you love him, right? You loved Andrew Luck tossing him the ball, doing his caveman. T.Y. Hilton last two years, seven hundred sixty-two last year, yeah. five hundred one the year before. I think I think seven sixty-two last year is that's in fifteen a, games. That's kind of a best case scenario for him. There are, would you is he potentially their third or fourth option? I think very very reasonable to say that. Yeah, I mean Pittman is uh, obviously up there. Campbell's a young guy. They involve they throw to the running backs. They throw to Naheem Hines. They like the tight ends, Mo Ali Kai. I, I again, lots well, of and, mouths and here. also even if you think Carson Wentz is going to be good, he's never been a huge yardage guy, uh, passing, passing yards wise. So I, I think it's tough. And the same reason I like Carson Wentz under uh, passing yards. I think it's just tough to get up there. 
I think specifically with T.Y. Hilton and the way that he misses games or the way that he is just non-existent in games. He's older, he's trending downward and it's explainable. So again, I I wanted to litter this card with unders. Uh old receivers under, sure, T.Y. Hilton, let's go. All right, a rookie receiver I do like. Ryan, mm. give me Devonta Smith. Uh, so over seven seventy five and a half. I know what you're thinking. This is a this is a homer play. No, let, let's totally take, not thinking that. No, I, I mean again, I, I I would take the under on his touchdowns, but I was, what was that I, five and a half, five and a half. I, but I would actually I would go over on yards again. This is a volume thing. Like he's coming into the offense. He. I mean, it's between him and Goddard for the number one a target in Philly. You get a rookie receiver who's gonna be a number one target, even though they signed Steven Nelson. There's probably still some issues with that Eagle secondary defense in general. I mean, you look at Deshaun Jackson. His rookie year, he had 912 yards. And so you're not even you're not even asking him to break the rookie record. Jerry Judy last year had 856, and everyone's saying like, Ah, Judy, kind of a disappointment coming into the year. I mean. You look at, uh, I mean, Justin Jefferson, who probably would have been the rookie of the year had it not been for, uh, you know, our buddy, uh, uh, fucking uh, Herbert. Herbert going off. Arm talent, baby. I mean, Jefferson at fourteen hundred yards. So to get to seven seventy five, I think for Devonta Smith is very reasonable. And that, the other thing is they're going to scheme up ways to get him the ball in in short area space. It's hard to argue against it. I, you, the case against it, I think, is starting with it starts with. Jalen Hurts not developing as a passer, period. Right, but I think there are going to be a lot of bubble screens to Devonta Smith, uh, slant plays. Like they they're going to throw him a lot of easy balls within five yards of the line of scrimmage, um, and maybe maybe he can't respond well to press coverage, and that's a complete disaster. But he's going to get his targets. I I'm very confident of that. I got 150 thousand to win 130 on it. I certainly, uh, I love your your uh, your square dollar amounts making the guy count change. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> I do. I mean, I, I certainly, if I'm ranking receivers who I want to take the over on their total, he's probably for rookies. He's probably near the top of that list. May, maybe uh, Bateman, but yeah. And again, I don't even think you have to love. Uh, I understand Smith had, as you a had, prospect. It's a volume you had thing. To find an eagle. I get it. It's a volume thing. Oh man, I should get a uh, Devonta Smith Rookie of the Year ticket. You know the thing with PropSwap, they uh, they recommend buying two tickets, Ryan. One for uh, when your when your ticket is skyrocketing in value and you can unload it on the PropSwap market, and then another one to get a little skin in the game. I might have to do that with my Sirianni Coach of the Year, Eagles to win the Super Bowl again, because that's a PropSwap. You're just playing the market. And uh, what better market to play than the National Football League? And right now, the Falcons eighty to one to win the Super Bowl again. I think it's pretty fun to take some take a if you're looking to just play prop swap, take a couple of shots on these longer eighty to one, hundred to one teams, especially with an early easy schedule. They get out to four and zero, five and zero. The Super Bowl odds are going to drop, and uh, you're going to make some sweet sweet cash. The average sell on PropSwap makes over $500 per month just listing and selling tickets again. I mean, does it get any uh, any better than that? Just I mean, this is we're really living in an age where you don't need to have a job and you can just live off propswap.com. And if it wasn't enough, go to propswap.com, use that promo code SGP for a 500 deposit uh sorry, for $500 in deposit cash that's propswap.com download the app today Sean yes I like that idea buying multiple tickets like chopping up your uh, your position on a future into multiple tickets so you can sell them at different times uh, you can you can sell yourself out of a position well and then also keep you know 25% keep a little skin in the game and if you're putting in the sports book Put like a thousand dollars on multiple tickets, uh, then you know multiple opportunities for drink tickets as well. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'll t- uh, I'm gonna put a hundred dollars on this game in uh, fifty two dollar tickets, please. All right, Sean. Yes, uh, this would be my sixth player, a guy who's near and dear to my heart. 
Mr. Odell Beckham Jr. I don't understand the hype going mm. into this year. I don't understand the everyone thinks Ryan. He, what you think you can predict injury? You think the Browns are actually better without Odell Beckham Jr. in their lineup? This man is a premier athlete. He has impressively, uh, basically gone down each of his uh, years in yards per game. Hey, the total. Let me get let me get the actual bet. The total is Odell Beckham under six and a half uh, receiving touchdowns oh minus one thirty. Fucking kidding me. One hundred thirty k to win a hundred thousand. And uh, let's just look at his last. Oh, oh, look at this, Sean. Last year, three. Oh, he was hurt. He was hurt, Ryan. That's not fair. Well, the year before, played in sixteen games, four. Year before that, twelve games, six. Two games, three. When I mean, was the last time he went over? For the Giants, he was good when he was twenty-two, twenty-three, and twenty-four. Yeah. And then the kicking that thing happened. The drama. And, and that was that. He hasn't been the and, same. The Every kicking day. net is his Kardashian because as soon as he got together with the kicking net, it's been all downhill. Much so, like Ben Simmons when he got with the uh, Kardashian, why would downhill? And the same thing's going with Odell Beckham in the kicking net. Uh, if someone is thinking about that, like what? I mean, God, the Kardashians. What do they have? What do they have? Giant asses. But what? Are, like. <laughs> Don't don't dude see like the guy before him fall into the pit of misery? Yeah, I mean, like, come yeah, on, you could uh, find a. Uh, All right, Odell Beckham waitress at Perkins. I mean, that's a ridiculous number. No, right? that is <laughs> six and a half is insane. I mean, I was looking for unders to start with, but yeah, no, that one jumps out. That's crazy. All right, speaking of unders, Ryan, a guy who has never he's been in the league four years. Ryan, mm. people are people have, have said he's possibly the greatest ever. He's an all pro and yet he's never in his four years in the league. Never once hit the over on this bet. George Kittle receiving touchdowns. Is that true? Five and a half. He's had 14 career. So he's averaging three and a half a year to his rookie year, five in, in 2018, five in 2019. And two in 2020. There's no way that's oh, true. That's crazy. That's completely true, right? I and know. I'm looking again, at that, it right now. That's crazy. He, yet he's still drafted super high in fantasy. Oh man. Uh, he is the biggest tease because I get it. He looks good, but the guy just doesn't score a, a, a ton of touchdowns. And San Francisco has questions at the quarterback. I know uh, Shanahan. Uh, is all over the fact that Jimmy G is the guy. He just said there's no QB competition. Again, I don't know why you trade up to draft a guy oh, number three overall to ride the bench. Yeah, yep. Like your team's that no other holes on this team. I could find a couple other holes in the roster. And his injury history is is pretty crazy. I mean, he's got the MCL sprain. Uh, what else is he? I'm pulling up his his. According to Draft Sharks injury predictor, 89% chance of injury in 2021, 12.2 chance of injury per game. I mean, so he's had hamstring, uh, ankle sprain, foot sprain, shoulder AC joint separation, knee patella strain, uh, high hamstring grade two, a knee M MCL sprain, and, and he broke his foot. Like, come on. I mean, the guy has had a ton of injuries. I just don't see him getting the six touchdowns. I mean, you're, you're paying for it under minus one thirty because fellow sharps are all over it. But yeah, give me George Kittle under five and a half. Hold on, let's do this again. George Kittle will be the tight end from Iowa with the third most touchdowns in the National Football League this year. Wait, who is the uh, who? Wait, from Iowa? Noah Fant, okay. Noah Font, and uh, T.J. Hawkinson. Oh wow! Okay, the big three tight ends. You like that? Yeah, that is not even spicy. the best from your school, buddy. It's a spicy take. Uh, your your props are a who's who of your love and hate of players in the NFL. It's great. All right, number seven. You know what? This is because uh, I think some of us, uh, some of us in the media, some of us in the fantasy football community, have forgotten how great Julio Jones is. Mm. And you maybe want to remember last year and be like, "Well, he hasn't. He wasn't that great. Sure, he was hurt. He always hurt. Whatever you want to say about it." He still had 771 yards. Now, clearly he wanted out of Atlanta. We agree on that premise. 
and he's somewhere where I'm guessing he wants to be with a guy who grew up idolizing him, wearing his fucking number. He says, "You know what, bro? You keep the number. I'm just here to make the team better." Mm. That uh, Randy Moss <laughs> going to the Patriots. Randy Moss going to the Patriots. Randy, I mean, come on, Julio Jones over 995 wow, and a half right. receiving yards, minus 120. You're all in on Julio. Only over on the board, 120 to win one. I'm all. I'm all in on a guy who hasn't hit that. The the only time he hasn't hit that number in a year where he's played more than nine games was his rookie season. Yeah. I I just, I want to think he has something to prove prove. I do think he is of the auto first ballot hall of fame wide receiver, at least like looks the part uh, physically is the part. And I do think for whatever reason, there's some bad, something bad happened in Atlanta. And maybe that was what led to him having a lackluster year that last year. And he needed this fresh start. So, and, and Hey, when's the last time that uh, like Calvin Ridley really good, but when's the last time, last time he had another physical beast on the other side of him. So I'm going to, uh, you know, you like Tannehill, you like the Titans, I think a little bit this year, Sean, Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna like I Julio. Some, I have some Tanny Hill, uh, <laughs> Julio, AJ Brown sacks. I'm gonna say, you know what? You want to give me Julio just to hit a thousand? I'll take it. Thank you very much. Minus one twenty, hundred twenty k to one hundred. They're interesting too, because only over I took. They're, uh, yeah. I mean, again, they're probably gonna be on offense a lot, possibly playing from behind. They they have similar issues on defense as a lot of these teams that we like the uh, the player uh, passing props. As far as second year player making the jump, I'm all over this guy. Cole Komet, tight end for the Bears. Jimmy Graham. Uh looks like he's gonna have a reduced role, even if he's gonna be involved in the offense. That's unclear. I mean, Graham is kind of admittedly passing the torch to Cole Komet. Jimmy Graham had fifty catches, four hundred and fifty-six yards in twenty twenty. I mean, uh Cole Komet had two hundred and forty-three in his rookie year. He takes some of those Jimmy Graham yards. He should be looking uh Pretty damn good. They did bring in Jesse James, but again, he's pretty dusted. Uh, he only had 129 receiving yards last year. Bears love them some tight ends. Cole Komet over 495 and a half receiving yards, minus 115. I'm throwing $73,000 on it. Uh, you know, maybe there's some questions about the Bears' offense overall, but I, I think th- I think they like getting the tight ends involved. And again, Anthony Miller no longer there. Just got rid of him. So again. I think Komet's going to be in a pretty good spot to take a, a nice jump up. And I mean, honestly, like what is I mean, in, in a 17 game season, you're looking at like 30 yards a game for uh Cole Komet. And if you, I didn't see it, but if you can find a Komet touchdown prop, yeah. I mean, assuming he takes over some of the Jimmy Graham role, Jimmy Graham got a ton of red fifth, zone looks. He was tied for fifth in the NFL with 19 red zone targets last year and 12 of them inside the 10. So Komet could be a met. Like if you, this is the guy where they're like, Oh, who's the hot take? Like could Cole Komet's the guy. One of us should have made the number one tight end. Yeah. Because, because he he's, he's that second year guy who can make a massive jump. And especially if they're running a lot of like boot option stuff yeah. with uh, Justin Fields, I think he could really uh, have, have some great success. Mike stacks in the YouTube chat room, check it in. Saying hell yes, you guys are back. Love you guys. Love I was in too, uh, Vegas <laughs> for the Tennessee uh, Colts game. He's got three circa millions contests going. Us too, bro. And twenty DraftKings a survivor twenty dollar each ready for NFL. Let's go, baby! Come on. Oh, I love this. The the it's gonna be like zombies rising. People yes. coming back to football. Finding finding the sweet nectar of the gods. Uh, that is all right. Gambling on the National Football League. Ooh, Ryan, I see what you got here. Sean, I see what you did. So I see I noticed you didn't do any of this, so uh fuck you. Cowboys, eat it. Blake Jarwin under four and a half receiving touchdowns, mm. minus one twenty, hundred K, hundred twenty K to win a hundred K. Uh Sean, you wouldn't believe it. Blake Jarwin. He he's great, right? So so great. He played a game last year and tore his ACL. Yep. Uh, one catch for twelve yards, four and a half. You say okay, maybe he had some previous success that leads me to believe he's <laughs> going to somehow score five touchdowns, which is that's a decent season for a tight end. Nope, three touchdowns in his previous two years where he played uh, the entire year. So 
I don't understand this line at all. Yeah, I, and again, Dallas seems all set on a giving the ball to Zeke more. Yep, getting those receivers involved. Again, Dallas is very much like a ton of mouths to feed situation as well. And what happened last year when he got hurt? Well, uh, no big deal. Schultz stepped up. Yeah, and he he. Uh, you know, at least it seems like it's a competition. So there's a world where Blake Jarwin's not even the starter. Yeah, or at least it's a split time. Uh, so, uh, you know, I had to, I wanted to be as authentic as possible, not just blindly throw darts at CeeDee Lamb or Mari, Mari Cooper, because I'm a little worried those numbers could be quite easy to get over. <laughs> well, Mari Cooper is, is kind of coming in banged up still. But if Dak's healthy, even if Dak's healthy, this could be tough for Blake to, to get over. So, yeah, let, let's, uh, let's fade the Cowboys. Sean, you're up. Ryan, I'm slowly talking myself into this team a little bit more in fantasy. Give me Henry Ruggs over 725 and a half receiving yards. Perfect opportunity for that second year jump. Again, the Raiders, they do have nine home games. I love this. They have nine <laughs> home games in a dome. But really, John Gruden will look like an insane asshole if he doesn't get more production out of Henry Ruggs, right? Yeah, absolutely. I just love how much faith you're putting in Gruden. No, I to get I, it right I, again. I I think they're going to be playing from behind, throwing the ball a bunch. And again, you look at Rugs. He's Rugs was the number one receiver drafted last year. I, I think it's a, a little bit, bit of a surprise, but yeah, a little bit early to kind of give up on him. And he's still even in even in a year where he only played twelve games, he still had four hundred fifty-two receiving yards. If he can get healthy for all seventeen games. He already basically uh, comes close to hitting that. Plays a little bit better. I, I just think he's in line for a decent jump, and you can get to this number without having a massively better year. Again, uh, you just Emmanuel Sanders did it last year. He seven hundred twenty-six. Yeah, Jacoby Myers, Tim Patrick. So it's not the hardest thing to get to. And uh, I'm with you. I, I don't. I mean, mind. Nelson Aguilar had 896 in this offense. Henry Ruggs is definitely a fun bullet in best ball. Just so, and, and yeah, and especially I, I like him in best ball. I wouldn't probably draft him in a managed league, but best ball, you could stack throw him, with, him throw him car. super late because he had those. He had that game against uh, against the Chiefs where he he caught that uh, bomb. He had over 100 receiving yards. I, he had that gonna, bomb against the Chiefs and the Jets to win that game. If you're playing the Jets, so like. I don't know. There, there's an opportunity for him to have a couple of those and really get to this number pretty easily. I feel like if you draft a quarterback early and best in these best ball tournaments, yeah, I, I've uh, I've done a couple now where I go Diggs Allen. You've done a couple. I've done a couple more since <laughs> since the 24 hours. So I but but lately what I'm experimenting oh, no. with is taking one of the top quarterbacks and then waiting to the end. And mm. I I'm finding you can you can do a rugs car or an Edwards car stack for free, like all the way at the end to yeah. go with like a Allen Diggs or a, maybe a Lamar Andrews. So, you know, not to get too uh, fantasy. I've done at least a couple dozen more. Well, and if you're like Ryan, uh, underdog fantasy.com promo code SGPN yes, please. free shot at a million dollars. You get that $25 uh, bonus in there. Give it a whirl. And again, it best ball is so fun. You could be drafting all summer long, getting primed, jacked drafting shape. I, I mean, the couple managed leagues that I'm in, I'm amped up, ready to go. Oh, yeah. We Get just joined it. a a crypto league where the <laughs> entry fee is one ETH. Love that shit. So it could, who knows? Like if the price of ETH skyrockets at the end, uh, things could get pretty hundred thousand dollar league. Let's 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 fucking, fucking go. go. Uh, why don't you go give out one, Sean? Because I'm gonna do the, the my last two okay. at the same time. This one is the uh the my biggest bet on the uh ticket here. Two hundred and forty thousand dollars on Eric Ebron <laughs> under five hundred and a half receiving yards. I mean, there's a lot of concerns in this Pittsburgh passing game in general. A lot of concerns about Big Ben and his arm strength. I just want to hear you say it. What? Say it. Say what? Fryermuth. Oh, Pat Fryermuth, <laughs> who is just again, Madden would love. He's one of those guys who will get penetration. <laughs> Pat Fryermuth will get penetration. It's an all-time football Sean, name. Sean couldn't find the over on Fryermuth, <laughs> so he took the yes. under on Ebron. No, I mean, I, I, the guy just sounds awesome. Notre Dame tight end. Yep. 
And if you're looking at, if you're already scooping up some little uh, training camp nuggets, and we're going to be doing some training camp shows, taping them uh, tomorrow, so they'll be coming out next couple of days. Pat Fryermuth quote trending to be a real role in the Steelers' offense. They drafted him in the second round, Ryan. I mean, when we're figuring out who to bet on, like all this shit comes down to, for the most part, volume and between the transactions and draft position, teams will tell you where the volume is going to go. And it's just finding where the value lies there. I mean, Eric Ebron had five fifty eight last year. I just don't see him getting up to 500 yards again. Cause year before you had three seventy five. like the guy is not a, uh, I mean, 56 catches is, is pretty high for Ebron. I just don't see him doing that again. Uh, Maybe I'm way off, but uh, I, I think the fact that they drafted Fryermuth in the second round tells you what you need to know. They drafted uh, Najee Harris in the first round. Why? Because they're moving on from J- James Conner. They drafted Fryermuth in the second round. Why? Because they're moving on from Eric Ebron. I, I like the aggressiveness of that. I, I do think it's going to be uh, you know some too tight end, maybe run out of that. But I that's, like the that's ang- fine. I but like I, I just don't think he's going to get enough volume to get there. I like the angle. All right, last one. Let's get. Uh, let's have some fun. I put two guys here in the most receiving touchdowns on the year. Now, the thing I thought was, hey, what are the what are the uh, what teams are passing the most in the in the red zone, right? Because you mm. probably want to, if you're looking for guys to take a stab on, yeah, I might try to avoid the teams that aren't going for it in the end zone. So, yep. Number one last year, Deshaun Watson, eighty-five attempts in the red zone. Number two, you have to know when to come. Tom Brady, eighty-four. Hmm. So what did I do? First one, give me Mike Evans. Let's go. Who had a tremendous amount of his team's red zone targets? They almost use him as a goal line back. Now, who knows if they'll do that again this year? But at fourteen to one, I'm listening. He's also very effective. Yeah, at bringing down like. most nerds, uh, analytic nerds will tell you the fade route's a stupid play, but some receivers so, are good at it. Some and quarterbacks and it works for you know, Brady and Evans and, and, and he's just good at going up. I mean, again, this man made Johnny Manziel like get drafted in the first round. That's how good Mike Evans. Anyway, uh, continuing down that list, we have uh, Josh Allen tied with Tom Brady. And then we have Aaron Rodgers and who other than Russell Wilson mm. uh, and could, could DK Metcalf Take a little bit of a step forward. Last year, you want to hear something crazy? Yep. He had the same amount of targets in the red zone, Lockett and Metcalf. If I'm just, if I'm maybe a new offensive coordinator and I'm looking to spice things up, I maybe look to where I gain an advantage in the red zone, and that's with big ass DK Metcalf. Yeah. So another guy, DK Metcalf and Mike Evans, both fourteen to one to have the most receiving touchdowns. I mean, again, last year we're talking about uh, Devontae Adams had the year of years with 18 with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Tyree Kill, always going to be a bit of variance there, 15. And then it was Thielen, a red zone guy. Evans, a red zone guy. Kelsey, a red zone guy. So Metcalf had 10 in his second year. This is his third year. Again, I wanted to take a stab at a couple guys for a little bit further down the board who seemed realistic because I do think the touchdown prop. You're probably you, you can probably just cross off everyone after like twenty five to one yeah. because it does get a little it does get tough because you need that repeat like to get to 15, 16, 17 receiving touchdowns. That's you're you're getting multiple a game. So well, and and Ryan, I I was I was sniffing around a lot of the uh, same uh, numbers you were, and I saw DK Metcalf at fourteen to one, and then I look at Tyler Lockett at twenty to one. Yeah. I threw fifty grand on Tyler Lockett to win. One million dollars, and <laughs> Tyler Lockett. He also had ten receiving touchdowns, Ryan, in that same Seattle offense, like DK Metcalf. Um, I would, I would also point this out. He had thirty-one catch more catches than Metcalf. So you, there's a couple ways you can look at it. You could say like, oh, he's overall less likely to get touchdowns, or you could say, listen, he has more catches, and if we're thinking that. You know, catches whether or not they go for a touchdown is a bit of a gamble. Luckwise, the fact that you have thirty-one more spins of the dice on getting that touchdown, I think would benefit a guy the, like Lockett. The way I would have spun taking Lockett is taking the bigger price, yeah, 
on the receiver with an equal red zone opportunity. Exactly. Of from a quarterback who happens to even though your brain says, "Hey, Pete Carroll, they like to run a lot in the red zone." For Russell to, to be in the top five in red zone attempts, that was that was surprising. Yeah, no, I didn't I didn't actually have that stat, but I, I again, you're right. He gets the red zone looks, um, and DK actually I think had the bigger plays. He had uh, like longer touchdowns, I think, than uh, Tyler Lockett. And those are those are t- harder to repeat usually. Yeah. Although DK Metcalf is a freak, and you're getting you know, better odds. You're getting, instead of 14 to one, you're getting 20 to one. So I like Tyler Lockett here. Dark horse. The, the argument. Uh, so even further deeper into it, uh, they almost split targets inside the 10 evenly with 10 really? to nine Metcalf leading the angle for why you would say like back to my side, why you'd say it's going to regress is Lockett caught almost everything. 12 of 16 in the red zone, eight of nine inside the 10, whereas Metcalf only caught half the passes and only 40% inside the, inside the 10. So I'm playing more of the regression card. You're playing more of the like, hey, this this is this fucking price is wrong because yeah. they're these are essentially the same guy, and you're giving me one for thirty percent more. Exactly. That's what I'm playing there. Just had a conversation with myself. Well, it felt good, Ryan. You know, we're getting we're getting our reps in ODAs, off season degenerate activities. Oh man, training camp. We're gonna be talking uh, training camps, NFC, AFC on the next pods. Of course, download that app, and uh, every Monday we're going to be giving away free merch, aka Merch Monday. They can win by leaving a review of our app. I got a winner right here. I'm pulling up. In case you didn't see us on uh, on Twitter or in the Slack, we always post it there. But shout out to a Wildcat 14. Mm. This group of personalities are <laughs> highly undervalued. Sean and Ryan offer thorough handicapping analysis from both the sharp side and the common side. I especially like it when their fandom gets in the way of their logic. Refusing to draft Cowboys players during the mock draft episodes were hilarious. Then there's Colby and Patty C. These two must constantly just be taking notes and writing show sheets because they cover every Division One college football team in depth. So, your uh, eight wildcat of fourteen, (laughs) hit us up. uh, Email us podcast at sportsgamblingpodcast dot com. Hook you up with a sweet sweet SGP hoodie. For the uh, Sports Gambling Podcast. Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. I'm Sean, second the Money Green, and he is Ryan. Oh, I'm, I'm stretching, Sean. It's a long haul from now until February. Kramer, let it ride.